This episode of Couch Communion is dedicated to women. Yep, just just women. Are you a woman? Congratulations. This episode is dedicated to you. Thank you for being the backbone of modern society. Thank you for putting up with so much. People trying to tell you what to do all the time. And mostly, thank you for putting up with other women. Because as a woman... Man, we like to hate on each other, but let's all let's all just try to treat each other with a little more love. Hey, girly. I know it's been a really long time since we've talked, but way 10 years ago back in college, but I came across your feed and I have a really great business opportunity for you. It seems like your style really vibes with my style. And I was just wondering if you would like to make a bunch of money from home just selling things that you already buy. Like maybe we could just like hop on a little... Uh, Zoom call and I could tell you all about my girl boss boss babe hun family. Also, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Jordan. <laughs> and this is Couch Communion. Couch Communion. <laughs> I was gonna be like, who are you? But you got me with the. We can just get on a Zoom call. <laughs> That's the future oh of multi-level marketing pitches. Get on a Zoom call. Oh. Um, hi, everyone. Hi. Today, we're going to be talking about <laughs> multi-level marketing schemes or multi-level marketing. Is there another word that you use with that besides schemes? I think or is just, it just multi-level marketing. Yeah, or social selling or network marketing. <laughs> network marketing. That's one that one's my favorite. Term, yeah. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever been browsing on Facebook, minding your own business on a Wednesday night and some girl that you don't hardly know sends you a huge message with a bunch of emojis talking about how she wants to recruit you for her team? You may be entitled to financial compensation. This has happened to me. This has happened to Jordan. Funny enough. Many times. Funny enough. Also, by a man. Yeah. The same man got both of us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he got me more weird. than once. <laughs> yeah, that does sound bad. The he messaged me. man <laughs> messaged both of us about yeah. his... With I, his business, I don't even know what it was because I wouldn't even let him get that far. I know. And I feel... I had never heard of it. But it was just the fact that I literally, I barely talked to you when we went to school in the right. same place. I, you know who you are if you listen to our podcast. He does Which I doubt you do, <laughs> but not. I'm sorry for how rude I was. I was very rude. I'm not. I'm not sorry for how rude I was. I was um, <laughs> what told me I was rude, and I don't mean this in a bad way, what told me that I was rude about it mm -hmm. was I sent you the message after I had already sent it. And I said, was this harsh? And you said... Yeah. <laughs> Which normally you would have been like, no. No, it's fine. 
it. You, I were mean, like, it, you were like, that's pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, but I appreciated it and I supported you for it. I so. didn't like cuss him out or anything, no. but I was basically like, just look, man. I basically was just like brutally honest about my situation. Yeah. And was like, you are barking up the wrong tree, basically. Yeah, yeah. please do not solicit me for money. And then I also, um, I also indicated that like, kind of like a blink twice if 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 they're holding you captive i was like i honestly am a little bit worried about you that was probably the harsh part yeah you know i mean i have to admit it's hard out there for people trying to like do their own business thing it is which we could get into a whole conversation about why it's so hard out there for people trying to do their own business thing yeah because you know i have feels about that today i do i'm having some i'm having some feels about the the great resignation today and about business and about capitalism and about greed and about money and about (laughs) (laughs) all that stuff so like just those fun quirky things yeah (laughs) so i mean i have to acknowledge that though that like it is hard to like be your own business person in this climate it is however and you don't you don't gotta be a jerk about it well and also okay well i'm gonna just i'm just gonna jump right in right here because Mm -hmm. it's a good entry point um, but I do want to apologize as we just discussed about being harsh. If I seem harsh, I'm not like trying to harsh anyone's mellow over here or like be a hater, but I am a hater. So, um, I have a lot of strong feelings about multi-level marketing and they're going to come out. And so if you have ever participated in an MLM, I don't think you're a bad person. Let me say that right up here. My issue is not with people like you and me who join right. these companies and try to make money. That's not it. My issue is with the companies themselves who take advantage of people and create these weird, this could have been an episode of cult communion. It almost was. Honestly, yeah. It almost was. And we'll probably just have like a mini cult communion section because some of these, I mean, very culty. So. Yeah. I know a lot of good people yeah. who are involved in multi-level marketing. Yeah. Is that my favorite trait about them? No. no. But I mean, it doesn't make them bad people. No, no. So. Um, my ultimate hope would be that if someone listening to this is involved in an MLM, maybe this, maybe this just gives you a little insight. Maybe you can get out. You're in a cult. <laughs> You're in a cult. Call your dad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, or just gives you a different perspective on it. That's what I was trying. I was trying to think of you're in a cold yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let me pull up my notes here on my good old Google Drive. The reason I said this we were is- ready for this, we we hit record <laughs> and we were prepped. Prepared. <laughs> the reason I said we can jump in right here is actually because um, on the topic of it's hard to be a business owner. I agree. It definitely is. If you have an MLM or you're a part of an MLM company, you're not a business owner and I don't care if that hurts your feelings. Like that's <laughs> That's why I say I'm about to be harsh. That's the gimmick always is be mm. your own boss, be your own, you know, business yeah. owner. You're not. You're not that's a boss. That's not what's happening. You do not own a business. You mm-hmm. are a franchise at best. You are most likely a lay person salesman. Mm-hmm. That's it. You don't own Monet. You work you don't, in sales. You don't own Herbalife. What is Monet? Monet is a hair and beauty company. I did not know about that one. Oh, we can go over some of the biggest ones, but um, I'm going to start first of all um, with some 
resources and where I got some of this information. Um, really easy one. I started watching anti-MLM content on YouTube a while ago. Um, Kiki Chanel is the channel that I started watching. She doesn't really do MLM stuff anymore, but Cece Suarez is a really good one. She makes videos like every day and, um, Jessica Hickson, okay. who um, she's really cool because she was in an MLM and then got out of it and now makes videos like exposing some of the um, the ways that they manipulate people and take it is always funny how you you do hear those stories a lot of people who quote unquote got out of MLMs mm-hmm. and how it's always like an expose on you know the it sounds exactly like people who escape from cults yeah. And then people don't listen because the people in MLMs are like, they're just a hater. They just are mad. They're Mm -hmm. bitter because they didn't try hard enough and they failed. And that's not me. Oof. I just realized that MLMs are like the epitome of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I hate that. You know, you're not wrong because, as we will talk about later, MLMs are like, um, how did, capitalism on drugs like the, the yeah. farthest extreme ultra capitalism of like the free market and if you start a business and it doesn't work out you know it's maybe your fault or that like things just happen that's just how the market is and in mlms if you start this journey your business quote unquote and it fails that's on you it's not on it's not on the system the system is fine. The system sounds works. Sounds like the freaking prosperity gospel is what it sounds it like. It also has extreme ties to the prosperity gospel. You're yeah. hitting all my points for me. Sorry. Can you calm down for just, like two seconds? I'm days? so excited. I was so um, excited for this episode. No, I'm I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Um, another one real quick, the anti-bot on YouTube. I watched a couple of her videos and she specifically talks about um, the relationship between MLMs and Christianity, which obviously we're going to talk about and then a podcast recommendation just in general but also on this subject it's called truce t-r-u-c-e and it's um kind of a like putting the culture wars aside and just like a journalistic uh view of the church in america okay it's very good um i'd never heard of it before today but i'm gonna listen to more episodes because nice it's very interesting so now on to my own thoughts <laughs> uh so let's start with what is an mlm and how is it different than a pyramid scheme or a ponzi scheme because usually people say they're the same thing which they kind they basically are but um okay i have to i have to say mark is gonna he, he's gonna eat this episode up because he's very adamant about the difference between a pyramid yeah. scheme and an mlm well, the basic difference legally is that a pyramid or a Ponzi scheme do not have a product and a MLM type of thing does have a product that they sell. The issue is, is that in an MLM, you cannot make money just selling a product. You have to recruit people, which then perpetuates this problematic uh, system. What do people in pyramid schemes and Ponzi schemes sell? So Nothing. That's what <laughs> I, I will is give you like an example. The, okay. Um, so, and this is uh, on the Truce podcast. They had a guy who's, I'll have to look up his name later and credit him somewhere else. Um, but he's like an expert in pyramid schemes and stuff. 
And so on this podcast, they gave this example of um, if I tell you, hey, if you give me a dollar, I can give you a 50% return on investment in 90 days. Would you do that? Would you give me a dollar and in 90 days I give you a dollar 50 back? For the purposes of this, yes. Cool. Sure. Great. So I take your dollar. I'm suspicious of you. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm a good guy. Sis, you don't want to join my boss babe team with me and six other blonde ladies? More like an investment scheme? Yes. Okay. So you give me the money. Then I go to uh, our friend Emily and I say, Emily, would you like the same deal? And Emily says, yeah, obviously. So I take Emily's dollar. I take 50 cents, give you your dollar and 50 cents of Emily's. I keep a quarter for myself, but now I only have a quarter to give to Emily. So then I go to someone else and I say, hey, you three people, Maddie, Catherine, Elena. I'm using all of our friends' names for this example. Um, (laughs) How about this same deal? And they're like, yeah, fantastic. So they all give me money. And you basically just keep robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You forgot Sarah. I was going to use her in the third tier. Okay. <laughs> Sarah, I'm sorry. Our other friend, Sarah, not, I'm not talking to myself. Um, so I remembered you, Sarah. Listen, listen to me. Listen. I, lo- I love you more than she does. No, you no, she doesn't. Yes, do. We have I the do. same name. We have the same name. <laughs> um, She's trying to be you. <laughs> I'm, we are Sarah squared. I could never, um, Anyway, so that's what it is. It's And it's the same as, like, the... There's these, like, gifting uh, scams that go around, especially around holidays every year, where you recruit people to buy gifts for other people. Oh, jeez. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So... I don't have the brain for that. Like, I don't... No. I, I cannot keep track of all that nonsense. And it started out... The Ponzi was an actual person. Yeah who did this whole scam he originated it with um stamps Interesting. back back in the day when people like collected stamps and stamps were an investment um <laughs> oh yeah the poor postal service i know sorry postal <laughs> service um oh. but uh yeah he's the one who invented it and he did this kind of like just keep basically borrowed money from one person gave it to the other person and took a little bit off the top every time and just ran it and then it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because you need more people to keep it up but you never you're continuously owing somebody like you never right. get to the point where you're not owing somebody right so with i don't level, how you make money that way but uh you're basically just paying yourself to be a broker okay. in a weird way you. for a problem that you invented yeah so <laughs> Um, so multi-level marketing is that, but they introduced a product so that they can be legitimate. They're a business now. So, um, if I want to sell essential oils, cool. Um, but the essential oils are expensive and you can get them much cheaper at Target. So instead I say to my three best friends, Hey, best friends, will you also join my business as my downline you all pay $200 for the starting package. I get a piece of that $200 and now you guys can go sell and everything you sell also comes back to me. And then you guys figure out that you can't make money selling these products because you could get them cheaper at Target. So then you recruit your three best friends and it just goes on and on and on and on. The problem is 
someone's always losing whoever's because the per the people at the top are the only ones making money that's how the system's designed the further up the ladder you are the more money you the make the more money you make and the people on down the line are they don't have a downline that they're making money off of so they don't really have a revenue uh and the more people there are the more saturated the market gets the lower the demand gets right so then people just get stuck with all of this product that no one wants and That's they can't sell. the other sell. issue that I have understood is that um, a way to differentiate between a multi-level marketing business that is harmful mm-hmm. versus one that may not be profitable but it's not hurting people mm-hmm. um, is do they allow you to buy stock? Like not yeah. stock as in not a, not stock exchange. I'm talking about stock of the product mm-hmm. because people like Mary Kay will let you buy yourself into extreme debt. Right. Um, and have nothing, have nowhere to, to sell any of this stuff until mm-hmm. you're so underwater that like you have to declare bankruptcy versus other companies that like you are not, you're not selling the product directly mm-hmm. from you. You are connecting people with the company right they buy from the company they don't buy from you exactly but you are the middleman that makes that connection Mm -hmm. and so that's that's a level of protection that can come it's like when they don't let you stock up on stuff Mm -hmm. to sell to other people so that you don't like drown well and that immediately um, (laughs) and that's another thing too is that you have to pay money to work for them right which is red flag number one yeah um if you're gonna do like parties is a big thing that a lot of people do like a mary Kay party or tupperware tupperware party back in the day avon parties um you have to buy samples yeah for people to try and that's your money they are not giving you free samples to give to your friends you are buying investment i know it's because you're a business owner It's you an investment in your in future. To get money out. I know. That's the rules of business, baby. I gotta buy $5,000 worth of LuLaRoe. You do. In order to um, show people the good patterns. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you'll be a millionaire. Because this is a million dollar business opportunity. Okay. Um, so. I'm just gonna throw this out <clears throat> there. This Couch Communion podcast, we're not big fans of capitalism. <laughs> wasn't obvious i understand that i that i um benefit from capitalism every single day of my life Mm -hmm. i acknowledge the fact that capitalism is an integral part of our society um that doesn't mean i have to like it i'm uh, same same um okay so the first like all of it i don't have to like all of it yeah 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 um the first big statistic that is very important, and I really only have one statistic, which is that 96% of people who try an MLM fail. 96%. How? Where does that statistic come from? 96%. Pretty sure that's from the FTC. Well, I, you know, that's a sounds like a reputable sp- source to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government tells us that almost everyone fails. And um, the only way, as we've already said, to make money is to be in the top however much percent of the company. Just like America. Sorry. (laughs) 
Am I wrong? No, you're not Are you going to tell me that I'm <laughs> wrong? <laughs> she wore a crown and she came, came down, down in a, a bubble, bubble, Doug. Um, so one of the rules now that the FTC has set up with multi-level marketing is that you do have to have an income disclosure statement. Okay. So let's say Monet again, for example. Um, so they sell hair products crappy hair products to oh, make okay. your hair fall out oh fun <laughs> um i can't say that from experience i've never used monet obviously monet monet i don't know how it's supposed to be said m-o-n-a-t monet um <laughs> so there's different levels right you rank up in the business so you start at market partner mm-hmm. and there are one two 11 ranks oh. all the way up. The 11th rank is senior executive director. So mm. I'm sure that's one person. Yeah. So when you are a market partner, which is 92.26% of the company as of 2020, wow. they don't have 2021s up that I could find. Wow. 92.26% are market partners. Their average annual earnings. Would you like to take a guess of the average annual earning? Well, hang on. So the poverty line in the United States as of 2019, I think it was the last time I looked. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why I looked. I think it was $14,000 a year. I can tell you. Somewhere close to that. I can tell you what it is now. Monthly income is thirteen eighty for a household of one. That's the poverty line? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's where you qualify for food assistance. Thir- 1300 for 1380. Household- 1380 for monthly. a household of one monthly. Um... Which is going to hit you at roughly 15, yeah. 15, 16, 14, 15, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm just going to lowball it. I'm going to say $9,000 a year. That is a fascinating guess. It's $161. <gasps> Total? <laughs> but just $161.00 is the my brain was average. On, my brain was on like was on like actual salary numbers it was on numbers that people actually get paid for things no holy moly a hundred and sixty one dollars a hundred and sixty one six one point zero 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 two percent of their company correct correct what is i need to know how much the people in the next tier make thank you so much for asking i need to know that i'm glad you asked so this is 3.78% 3.78% of the company annually um $1,988 a year annually $1,988 here's the thing that is a minuscule number for somebody to make in a year even off a side business yeah. okay but it is 10 times the amount that the people under them make correct it is 10 times I'm doing that math right am I not it's I, it's 10 times Over. the amount. It's yeah. A, yeah. Yep. You, shall I keep going? Because yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. So yeah. next level, associate market builder. There's 11 levels. I'm also yeah. not going to go through all 11 yeah. of these because no, it gets but repetitive. I'm, but I'm just, I need that for frame of reference uh-huh. in my brain. There are 11. This is three. 1.59% of the company. 
make $4,165 annually average. Why do this? I'm going to I'm going to spoiler Why? alert this. I'm just going to skip a couple levels. I as a social worker do not make a lot of money every year. But I can tell you the number of people that make more money than me. Let me do some quick maths here. Um 8 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1. 14. 8 plus 3 plus 2 plus 1? Yeah. 14. 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1, not 1 plus <laughs> 2 it. plus 1 plus 1. <laughs> 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14. Yeah. Point one four percent of the company make more than me annually. <laughs> it's the top four ranks make more than me as a social worker annually. The top, the senior executive director, you want to hear what their annual average income is? I do want to hear it. $1,080,568. Oh, annually. Annually, a million dollars. A million, 80,000. Which is why, okay. So, but that's, no, but here's why do you, why join? Why because, join? Because. You can make up to $100. They're not going to tell you that. I mean, they have the income disclosure, but they hype you up and they tell you, look at all these examples mm-hmm. of people who get cars. People get cars. It's the freaking people cars and the cruises. Up. It's the cruises. It's the cruises. And if you're on our team, our team is successful. We're not like the other teams. Our team, our uplines, 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 our great, great, great upline is uh, Jesse lee boss lee who's a real person oh dear. um who makes millions of dollars in this company she's a million dollar earner which does not mean that she's made a million dollars it means she's earned a million dollars who knows how much of that she has lost right. in the company but that's a different point um they just they just love bomb you and brainwash you and show you the cars and when you see other people that seem to have this great life on instagram because it's social networking it's social selling which is where you're doing a lot of your stuff and you see all these women who are retiring their husbands, it's, you think that you can do it too. And then on top of that, they tell you that if you're failing, it's because you didn't work hard enough. And the only people who talk bad about MLMs are people who are bitter because they didn't work hard enough. Sorry for the mini rant. I do have points. (laughs) Here's the, no, the rant is, is justified because I have, oh, I have so many thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, why is it that one women are so attracted to these types of schemes? I, to me, I feel that it's partly because you can do it on the side while mm-hmm. you're, you know, like doing whatever you do, um, whether that's being a stay-at-home mom or actually working out in the workplace or something like that. But second of all, when did it become like when did we like take such a hard turn? from men like i'm all for women being the primary earners in the household like mm-hmm. i'm all for that 100% but when did it become this thing where it was like you have to be the one to be the sugar mama <laughs> to your husband so that he can go play paintball professionally <laughs> for the rest of his life like he and the boys yeah well, like, because every instance of that that I see is always just like 
it's so focused on the fact that it was like I made it to where he didn't have to work anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when looking back, you know, years ago, mm-hmm. it was I work so that my wife can stay home and take care of the children and be there to uh, cook me hot meals and all this stuff. Right. And it's like it's so bizarre to me this flip, this reversal. Yeah. Which like I'm all for a quote unquote girl boss. Yeah. But not this way. I think that, um, in my opinion, MLMs have hijacked feminism. Mm. And, well, I think it's two things. I think first, there's the aspect of, you can do this as a side job. You can stay home and raise your kids and which is also make thing. money. Which is great if it worked and right. didn't put people in debt. <laughs> which it does. Um, and there's also this boss babe mentality that's been again hijacked feminism made it to where um and i think women love community i think that's Mm, the other part of it we're such communal people that we want a community of women who are strong and who raise you up and who understand what it's like to be a hard-working mom because sometimes people just don't understand and i'm Mm -hmm. saying that to you as a non-mother to a mother i totally get that like i know it's hard to raise kids not through personal experience but still and i'm sure that there are times that you have been like man i really wish i had a community of moms hard-working moms to like complain about stuff too yeah and to be in a group chat and have them encourage you and get love bombed by them (laughs) well you know you're this but yeah limbs also really attract a certain personality of woman (laughs) yeah and i think like I, I'm not stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that this is how things work. The further you are up the ladder, the more money you make. You make because you have more responsibility, because you have a greater stake in it. Yeah. I get that. I'm not. <laughs> I am not unaware of that fact of our society. Right. However, when you make a million plus a year and your lowest employee makes a hundred and sixty one dollars per year, I don't I don't I don't see how you can justify that business model even if you're saying, well most of our most of our what are they called? What most of our um, uh, senior executive partners, uh, market partners, most of our market partners do this on the side. Who cares? Who cares? That's not <laughs> that's not a part time wage. And you have to buy in to you spend two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars. No sense. And then don't even get a fifth of that paid back at the end of the year. I am not to the point where I am like everybody should make the same amount. Everybody should have equal everything. Like I, that's yeah, not no, me. no, I'm not at all. If you work hard, you should you should be rewarded for that. I sure. totally agree. Yep. But like this ain't that. Also, this is greed. And MLMs, literally, it's like people making money off the work of other people. Exactly. You're not. Exactly. You've recruited. Once you have your downline set, you're done. Like. You're in. I mean, you can still just keep recruiting or keep whatever. And like you might do trainings and do an Instagram live to like tell everyone about how to buy Instagram followers and money grow. Exactly. Other people are losing money so that you can make money. It's not like, okay. And we'll get into, um, I have a whole list of MLM defenses for their Mm -hmm. company. And so we will talk about the difference between a nine to five Mm -hmm. and mlms because you're right like my ceo makes a lot more money than me 
he also is the CEO of a company and I am not. Right. <laughs> you right. know, and that's different, but we'll yeah. we'll get more into that later. All right. So I've talked about a lot of my issues with MLMs, but I kind of made a list of just like the top, you know, what what makes them deplorable yeah. why do i hate them yeah. so much we've already talked about it why do they suck why do they suck so bad um I, we've already talked about them not being a sustainable business practice yeah this makes me sound very educated <laughs> it's just not sustainable in this economy um in this economy <laughs> a gender in this economy uh it puts people in debt also they now, they will say that they would never do this, but there's literal video of them doing this, encouraging people like, hey, I know. First of all, they find people who need money, right? Yeah. And say, hey, you're broke. You're Why not try this? Mm-hmm. It's a million dollar corporation com- business. It's a million dollar business opportunity. You need the money. And then you say, I don't have the money because I have to buy a $500 starter kit minimum. And then right. they say to put it on a credit card right i put mine on a credit card and i made the money back in two months so then you put it on a credit card you make no money because it's a sucky business wasn't that part of the reason lula rogue started getting into trouble was people were putting themselves in debt just to yeah get the startup yeah 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 and that happens a lot and they will say like we would never encourage anyone to go into debt to do this and like if you do that then you're just being stupid and your people are doing it your people are doing it and your people are encouraging other people to do it like and then and then turning around those same people were like i don't know i mean if you make a bad business decision that's not on me our business would never tell anyone to do that okay so whatever Um, i'm heated right now (laughs) um uh once you're in Mm -hmm. we've kind of said this too but they guilt you into staying in yeah um they make it out to be that everyone who ever says anything bad to say about MLMs, they're haters. They don't support you. And and this is where it gets into the culty vibes. Because also once they're in, and I've shown you videos of this, they use some despicable tactics. Oh, yes. You have shown people. me videos um, of this. Groups like Beachbody and what was the other one? Beachbody can just... Oh, get, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there was one... I think it was a beach body coach coach who was like talking about her miscarriages and like tagging things on Instagram with like miscarriage support to sell beach body products. Ma'am. Jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> I I I straight. Mm, mm. Do not pass go. Mm. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Mm. Um, so my last thing is that super culty in the sense that um they isolate you. Mm-hmm. They reframe your thinking. Anyone who tries to say anything bad about the business is a hater. They're just bitter because they tried to make it work and it didn't work. You know, it's just constant shutting down people who disagree. Is that considered gaslighting? Um, Sometimes I'm unclear. In a, in a way, I think because gaslighting is definitely a part of it. I would say is more of a um not other people but like people still in it their upline telling them like well you're just not trying right. hard enough okay there we go you're yeah. probably not seeing a difference because you didn't manifest it in your dream journal and <laughs> um you didn't cold message 55 people on instagram today so like if you're not hustling we can't help you that's on you you know that's the gaslighting yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then, uh, they have huge group events that are like tent revivals. Oh man! I mean, they have like concerts. They have speakers. They oh have yeah, yeah, yeah! Hundreds of thousands of people. They go to like Vegas or Texas, mm-hmm. wherever. So like, they hire Lady Gaga. To they hire Lady. <laughs> Lady Gaga is not at fault. She was hired to do a job, and she did it. Yes, it's fine. We don't. Uh, we love Lady Gaga here, but um, so they make it fun. They make you feel like you're a part of this big exclusive group. Um. And then they shun people who leave. And if you are someone that you're trying to get into it and, like, if your friend doesn't support you, are they really your friend? Maybe they just, they don't, you need to cut them out of your life. That's the negativity that's holding you back in life. Your mom doesn't want to buy from you. Cut her off. (laughs) Cut her off. She's, she's not a boss babe. Out of here. She's not boss babe material. Oh my gosh. Um, so those are my main complaints. We have a lot more, obviously, that we want to talk about. We're going to talk about how um, how MLMs like to defend themselves. We're going to talk about why they seem so prevalent in Christian communities, especially. That's very important. Um, but we're going to take a short break, eat some leftover Halloween candy, get some water, and we'll be back with lots of more feelings after this. See ya. Bye. We're back. We Please had- leave the bear, bear, bears in there. <laughs> Guys, I was singing. I was singing our, our song. Um, I sang our intro a little bit too, but um, that was earlier. So Welcome back. So we're back on MLMs. We're back with a rage. Back with a vengeance. Back in some, some heat. I don't know. I am just like... <laughs> I'm heated. I know. Um... I had a Reese cup and it didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> didn't put out the fire <laughs> flames on the, on the side, side of, of my face. face. <laughs> Heaving. Um, so I think I'm going to start because we sort of touched on it. Why We talked about why women maybe are attracted to MLMs. But I also want to tie that into why Christians, why MLMs are so big in Christian spaces. Um, we've said... A little bit about, I think, in the same way that women love a community, I think that's also true of church. Church yeah. is so community-based yeah. that it's very easy. It's a it's an easy recruiting ground to find new people. Yeah, gosh. When I think about where I would go in, like, elementary and middle school when we had fundraisers, mm-hmm. you know, get the Innisbrook catalog... We go to church. We take it to church that night. Exactly. You lay them out on the on the table in the foyer, and people would sign up for stuff. Exactly. Oh, and no. and um, I feel like I've perpetuated something by doing that. No, that was for school. Those were for good things. <laughs> Those why, were. Why do I have heartburn right now? You're having sympathy heartburn. I am. Those were, you know, to make up for. The bad things that the U.S. government already did to schools. Exactly. So. Exactly. Um, I shouldn't say the U.S. government. I should say the Kentucky state government. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the country. That was just Kentucky. Um, it's funny you bring up the government, though. 
And schools, specifically, government and schools, because how's this for a transition? It's all a coincidence. It goes all the way to the top. Um, Let's talk about Amway for a second. Oh, goodness. Listener, if you've never heard of Amway, but just... I don't have time to go into it today. To be quite honest, I would just have do to do... A, just do a quick Googles. Just do a little Googles. Just. Or uh, I might have a part two coming up where I yeah. go into yeah. some specific companies because it's uh, too much for one episode. Um, Amway was pretty much like the first major MLM business model company that was very successful. They're international. They're huge. So much money. These men made so much money. And one of the um, founders, I will, I don't have notes on this, so um, I will save accurate information for a part two. But one of the people that founded Amway, it was two men. One of them was, um, I don't know if you've heard of her, Betsy DeVos. Oh my gosh. Her father-in-law. Oh my gosh. Her father-in-law started Amway. Oh, Oh. And then made a bunch of money oh. and then she married into it and then was like, we should have credits for children to use government funds to go to private schools because they need to be having a Christian education. And it's like it all ties together. <laughs> Betsy DeVos. Um, I don't speak her name very often. Yeah. I kind of forgot about her, to be honest. <laughs> for, for I was I was very happy to forget about her and blissfully for, a, for a hot second. Yeah. But and um, also, don't forget, we've talked about Amway before. Yeah, on our Satanic Panic episode, they perpetuated conspiracy theories about. Um, no, no, no. They had. Ooh, I'm gonna have to remember this. Did they have per- conspiracy theories perpetuated about them? Were they the ones who perpetuated the conspiracy theory? I remember. Um, Procter and Gamble had it, a, it was against Procter and Gamble. Yeah. It was Am the creators of Amway. Because they were competing with yes, Procter and Gamble. That is what it is. Which completely yeah. checks out because yeah. they are scummy, scummy, scummy. So basically, uh Amway was started, multi-level marketing company. They got the ideas from some other kind of lower level MLM sort of companies. And then we're like, let's do this, let's go big time. And forgot that was not on silent. how unprofessional oh it is on silent sorry that came from the computer i forgot that it does that um <laughs> anyway uh so the founders were also christians and that became like a big part of their brand of like we are again the like capitalism on steroids we are hard-working god-fearing americans and we work hard and we love working hard and america so ju- amway is literally short for american way I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. But so it's hmm. very much that. Um, and then as time went on, they um, got really hooked into the evangelical circles because it was easy to um, spread there. And <laughs> I don't want to say it like it's a disease, but, you know, um, if the shoe fits. And then they got into. I'm not going to make a connection to COVID. I'm not going to make a connection <laughs> to COVID. I'm not <laughs> going to do, do it. it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, through evangelicals, they got into the GOP and they were like, ah, ha, ha, if we get into politics, we can influence politicians who make laws about businesses. And so like you do when they look at us and go, Hey, 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 Amway, you Ponzi scheme, we can say, look at all this 
money we're going to give you, look the other way. And that's kind of what happened. <laughs> they have been investigated for being a pyramid scheme. Yeah, there was like two iterations of Amway, wasn't there? Yeah, there's, again, a whole history that I'll have to really dig deeper into. Amway, but, the sequel. Yeah, Amway the, part two. The sequel. The Z- Amway Strikes Back. <laughs> um, what, uh, so Antipod, one of the YouTubers that I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, did a bit on... Um, how MLMs have kind of co-opted evangelical ideals Mm -hmm. um, and talked a lot about, um, she actually talked a lot about Mormonism because Utah is like a hotbed for MLMs, which is very interesting. It's very popular in Mormon communities. Apparently in some places in Utah, they joke that MLM stands for Mormons losing money. Oh my gosh. So like, and Young Living has a headquarters there. I think, herbal life maybe lula rose headquarters not there but they have ties to mormonism yeah as well. yeah so it's like real which makes sense again we've talked about moms wanting to stay home and take care of their kids right. that's big and yeah kind of the mormon culture um but uh where was i going with that oh yeah evangelism recruiting and evangelism they go hand in hand <laughs> they're the same thing in different packaging so um <laughs> Christians are very good at spreading the good news. There was also a clip, and I don't know who it was, but it was in this video of some guy talking about how Jesus invented the MLM. He was the first person to use an MLM. Because Excuse that, That's me? how he spread the gospel. And I'm like, sir, the gospel oh is free. I don't oh have to God. buy a starter pack Amen. for the gospel. Amen. Amen. No. Jesus would never gaslight me. Take his name out of your mouth. <laughs> so... The gospel is free. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So what do you, I mean, what do you think about when you think about like Christianity and MLMs, like what similarities do you see? Well, it's interesting because I I hadn't really thought about my personal connection to the church connecting to MLMs um, until I brought that up about school catalogs and stuff for fundraisers. But to be honest with you, um, a lot of my family, and by family, I mean, like, my grandmother's, not my grandmother's, my great-grandmother, I guess it was mostly my great-grandmother and her family, and then, like, my great-aunt um, and her family, who were on more, um, how do I want to say this, more, um, conservative end evangelical churches they were heavily involved in avon for like a really long time and i believe my grandmother sold avon for a little for a hot second too but avon was really prevalent in the church and i growing up avon was just like synonymous with like a thing old ladies sell i had no concept of it being an mlm or it being any kind of like similar process and i don't know a whole lot about avon the company but um, it just, it, it went hand in hand. Like the church ladies got together to have Avon parties or Tupperware parties. Tupperware was a big one too. My mom used to do Tupperware parties, but like, um, what's the, what's the kitchen, um, Pampered Chef? Pampered Chef. Oh my gosh. We did a lot of Pampered yeah. Chef too. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
I love me some Pampered Chef products. I have, I have I have a couple Pampered Chef things that I use consistently in my kitchen that I absolutely love. Full disclosure, <laughs> I do too. They were gifted Hashtag to me. Hashtag not sponsored. I also, full disclosure, have a full, and I'll talk, I can talk about this later in a part two. I have a full starter pack for Young Living mm-hmm. oils mm-hmm. in my bathroom currently. So, But that whole idea of like the church ladies getting together and ha- doing these parties and selling things to each other. I didn't realize until I really thought about it just then was like very commonplace mm-hmm. growing up in church. Like those were the ladies who were always together. And so they kind of like had their own little circle of selling products to each other. They um, were girl bossing. They were. They were. And it's weird because they were a whole other generation of it. Yeah. Completely. But now I have firsthand seen um, the new generation of Christian women selling to other Christian women in their church communities. And it's not always a bad thing, but it's got that same, I wouldn't even say the same. It's got a different energy mm-hmm. about way? it. Like when I think about like the old church ladies back in the day selling stuff, it was more about hanging out. Because because we've talked about this in the previous episode, too. Church had a different purpose. That's true. It was your community. It was your whole community. And I feel like when you get into modern churches where people are come and go, they are not there very long. They are not like our generation's not as committed to that community for various reasons. Um, then it becomes a lot harder to build relationships and just hang around, you know? Yeah, very um, true. Then it becomes a, I need to seek this person out now because I need to make some money and I gotta, uh, I gotta nab them while I can. Yeah. Um, and so that energy is very different when it comes to selling stuff. But I do think that the attitude of, <laughs> I like that you bring that up, the attitude of um, evangelizing is very similar to spreading the quote-unquote good news of this product that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I teeter, <laughs> talking about this, I teeter on a line that I don't want to cross talking because uh, my husband's family is very involved in an MLM. Um, that is not, it's not a, it's not a company that I think is, um, uh, what's the word? Predatory. It's not a predatory company. Um, and the products that they make are not necessarily, um, I don't think that they're, um, fake, you mm-hmm. know, I think that they do some good for some people. I'm going to be honest. I did also look up their income disclosure agreement. Is it, is it rough? It's not that bad. No, it's not as bad as Monet. Not many are, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think some of the attitudes around, selling are similar to that idea of of like evangelizing um i think you have to work hard to not turn it into a quote-unquote gospel truth yeah you know when you are when you are selling your product i'm like you're really trying to sell it like they need this this is gonna save them kind of a thing i think it you have to work hard to keep it on a casual level. And that's where you dip into to dangerous territory with MLMs, for me at least, is yeah. when you start the manipulation. And maybe that's why you and I have so much distaste for MLMs, because we have experienced the exact same tactics um, in the church before. 
Very true. Very true. And the combination of using spiritual manipulation in your MLM pitch yeah. of people saying like, you know, God brought me this business. I'm meant to be in this business and I'm Oof. surrounded by godly women and we all build each other up in this purpose-driven life. You know, all Christianese, it all comes together. Like yeah. um but yeah, I agree that I also I'm going to be honest, my first experience with MLMs was uh Mary Kay. Mary Kay. And here's what I don't like about here's what the very first thing that ever made me think, I don't like this. MLM people are also just annoying in the sense that salespeople are annoying. Mm. I mean, that's what it is. It's sales. It's sales. That's and so I, like, you know, and I, that's, I'm just not, that is not my, no, I would go to a Mary Kay party and like get a tube of mascara to be polite. And then for a year, have this lady <laughs> message me every month and be like, hi, just checking in. Do you need anything? Hi, just checking in. Do you need anything to your... Do you want me to order you? We have this... New, I'm like, no, Barbara. Girl, I am still friends on Facebook with Catherine's Mary Mary Kay girl. I, yeah, I deleted her. <laughs> because I, I couldn't say no, and then I felt rude. So, but thankfully, she doesn't contact me anymore. Yeah, but... I will say I did have an, a good experience with a Mary Kay person. The last time I went to a... Um, I think it was a Christmas show, mm-hmm. very similar to the bridal shows we used to go to, but it was Christmas. Yes. Which was weird because bridal shows are a very specific yeah. <laughs> experience yeah. going on. Um, and for it to just be a holiday themed craft show, I don't know. It was it was fun. Um, but I signed up for a raffle um, with Mary Kay because I don't know how to say no to people when they stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> newsflash, if you ever want to get signatures for something, just ask me on the street because I cannot <laughs> say no. Um, but obviously, literally everyone who signed up gets drawn. Yes. It's not a raffle. It's not a raffle. It is so not a raffle. Right. But um, she texted me and she was like, hey, you won this great package with this. And it actually seemed kind of appealing. It was like a facial and like mm-hmm. um, a spa treatment and all this stuff. And then like a party, obviously. Um, and I said something like, um, I really appreciate that. It's really great. But I don't think that um, I want to do it at this time. But I really appreciate the offer. And she said, OK, great. Well, you have my contact information if you ever want to set anything up. And then she never bothered me see, again. Love it. Love it. You and love to see it. I appreciated that so much. I almost called her. <laughs> you love to see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, again, this is not anti everyone that's in an MLM. Right. This right. is just because my um, so my stepsister was in, I think, has been in a few MLMs. Um, but Young Living was the one that she was in, which is why I have the starter package because my mom and I both bought one to support her um, without really, you know, fully understanding it. But it's fine. I've used it. It's come in handy. I, I don't regret buying it. And I don't think she like had her life ruined. Yeah. I could ask her, but that seems like a weird thing to ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just wondering. Remember that one time? when you? How much did that suck, though? yeah or did it not <laughs> yeah did you have a great experience or like oh are you in debt do you need help no yeah. that was years ago so just um, a casual which also tells you how much i don't use the oils that i've had them for years yeah so, true at least five or six years ago um i think it's interesting too the connection between evangelicalism and mlms in terms of like the products are always something 
to enhance your life. Mm-hmm. It's always something to like make you live longer or feel healthier or it's always something about longevity there. There's something, there's a nugget there that I want to noodle out, but I can't, I can't, um, can't fully put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah. Although LuLaRoe was kind of fashion. That's true. That's there's true. There's also like, have you ever seen people on Facebook Live doing paparazzi jewelry no. things? They like go on Facebook Live and have these things where they like show off the jewelry. It's cheap. It's cheap, 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 cheap jewelry. But then like people go on the live and say like, yeah, yeah, I want that one. And so they'll like mark it down for them and then get payment later. And okay, let me, my husband's going to come in and and, like husbands get really into it, which is very interesting. Um, They, they did that for LuLaRoe too. And for there's a couple other companies I've seen do lives like that. Because if they have something that's one of a kind. They like to do that. I also see that with oyster shucking. Have Have you seen this? No. I got in a Facebook hole, <laughs> and I don't know how I got there. But, like, every live video that it would pull up for me, like, mm-hmm. on my suggested on my newsfeed, was people cutting open oyster, cutting open oysters that people had previously claimed. So, like, they would have their customers would be on the live stream waiting for their oyster to come up. Uh-huh. Um, and they would open it on the stream, on the stream, and they would like every oyster had a pearl. Yeah, because they were lab grown or something like that. But it was the color was the thing, and like the you know how nice of yeah. one it was. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think the other thing with social media and MLMs is that like social media is still very much a wild west when it comes to how do we how do we make money off of this? Yeah. Um, and in any area of life where, um, things are new and they're booming and they are growing, I feel like the evangelical church likes to jump in and be like, we have to influence this. Yes. We have to turn this for God. Yes. And so like, if you can take your business model and get it on a platform that you see as suffering and as, you know of the devil and like be a light in that space. Yeah. Then like more power to you. That's like you're hitting it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if you're perpetuating harmful business practices by doing so, that ain't really, you know, that ain't really a good witness either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before this episode gets too long, I want to wrap it up by having a little, a moment of what I'm going to call Sarah's spicy time, <laughs> which is where I want to talk about the defenses, people who defend MLMs. I want to yeah. just go through some of these real quick and correct the misconception <laughs> where people are confused. This is where I'm actually going to get mad because it makes me, it's so stupid. So I'm, okay. I'm going <clears> to. <throat> Let's get, get I'm settled already. here. Whew. Um, so they say. Things like, number one, um, all businesses are a pyramid. What do you mean it's a pyramid scheme? Your job is a pyramid too because your boss is at the top and you're at the bottom. And do you make as much money as your boss? No. You're right, Sandra. I don't, which is what we touched on earlier. My boss is the CEO of a company who does things on his own. That's why he earns money. I work a 40-hour a week job. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have outlined expectations of myself 
and they are not what my CEO or my directors or my supervisors do. They do more work than me. They get paid more than me. They don't make more money depending on how well I do my job. That's the difference. Um, so that's stupid. That is Stop stupid. it. It's not called a pyramid because of the shape. It's called a pyramid because of the recruiting tactics and the fact that you make money off of the people below you who then lose money. Right. I, my money does not change. I do my job. I get paid my money guaranteed. Okay. Right. There's right. that. <laughs> Just interject if you have any thoughts on these two because. No, I'm interested to hear some of them because like I hear some of these defenses personally. Yeah. At home with um, my husband sometimes. And so I like want to know mm-hmm. the other side of them because like I don't know as much about business in general. Yeah. Well, um, the other thing, the one that makes me the most angry is when people, first of all, it's a, it's a, um, what's it called when two things can't be the same at the same time? A paradox? Yes. <laughs> paradox of you have time freedom. Did you know? Listen, in this company, you have time freedom. You're not you're not um, tied down to this nine to five work schedule. You work when it works for you, right? That's great. You can also work from anywhere. You can work from the beach. You can work from your bed. You can work from wherever. I don't know if you know this, but our society is built around the nine to five job schedule. It is, and here's what they're here's the uh, subtext of you can work anywhere anytime. The subtext is you will have to work from anywhere all the time. Right. Right. You can't ever you can't ever leave work. Exactly. Work is with you all the time. And I hoped that the pandemic would like help teach people this. It did not. No. Um but that like it gets exhausting when work is always there. Right. And there are so many of these um mostly, you know, women is who I all I see. Um, like who say, yeah, we went on vacation and I worked from the beach. How was your office job? And I'm like, my office job is fun. When I go to the beach, I take PTO. They, I, I they, read a book. <laughs> they pay me to go to the beach. I don't have to work at the beach. I work on my work time and then I vacation on my vacation time. You don't get to do that. Do you know what I did? I slept. I slept. <laughs> I snoozed. In the sand. When I'm in my bed, I'm not on Instagram cold messaging 20 people that I haven't talked to since college. I'm snoozing. And there was one girl who, like, her dad or grandma or someone was in the hospital. And she was talking about how, like, she did work from the hospital. And she's so blessed to have a job that allows her the freedom to do that. Ma'am. No. If I, at my 9 to 5 office job where I sit in a cubicle all day, if someone I know is in the hospital, bye. I'm not working. I'm telling my boss, hi, I'm taking time off and I will get paid to go be with my family. Yeah. It's called benefits. It's called an actual business. You're not an employee. I think, too, there's this assumption that people have the time management skills to be able to actually successfully have, quote unquote, time freedom. Yeah. Um, no one does. Well, and the, no, no one. The reason I say it's a paradox, too, is that you have time freedom until you're in it. Mm -hmm. And then it's hustle, hustle, hustle. And if you're not succeeding, it's because you're not working hard enough. Right. Because you're not hustling like your upline is. You're not spending every waking moment cold messaging people and running your business and, uh, you know, learning about your business and listening to this Young Living podcast to learn about your business and get inspired and texting your upline 20 times a day. That's not time freedom, babes. That's a locked in commitment of 24 hours a day. 
seven days a week working your business. That is not worth it to me. It's for $161 a year. You don't want to do that? You don't want to do that? It's such an extreme example, but still, like, holy moly. But it's 96% of the company. Anyway, okay. So, again, I'm just going to touch on this because I had it written down and I already said it, but you're not a business owner. You don't own a business. Right. You don't pay your taxes like a business owner because you're not a business owner. Exactly. Okay. That will just get that. I just want to emphasize it's not your business. It's Monet. It's herbal life. It's young living. And you be kind of work for them and get no benefits. Um I wrote down hashtag not MLM, not all MLMs, because some people will be like, yeah, maybe you had a bad experience with this one, but mine is different. My company would never do that. Yes, they would. Yes, they would. (laughs) They would and they do. In a heartbeat. And they can and they will. And get out. Leave. Get out. Red flags. You're in a cult. Call your dad. You are in a cult. Are we in trouble for saying that? We don't. We say that with the utmost respect. Oh, yeah. That's from my favorite murder. We are not (laughs) claiming that. We did not invent that. You're in a cult, call your dad. Go listen to their podcast. That is Georgia all the way. And I love them. Um, Yeah. And then the last one, of course, is the the defense of like, what could it hurt? What could it hurt to try? Um, It could hurt a lot. What's the harm? (laughs) What's the, you could be getting Everybody needs a side hustle. What's the harm? A community, a belonging, a purpose in your life and money. The most important thing in the world. (laughs) Money. And time freedom and money and spending time with your kids while you make money to retire your husband money. Um, Yeah. That's the end of Sarah's spicy time. Yeah. I just, it's, there's not enough, there's not enough good in that whole sphere for me to say hashtag not all MLMs. Like that's, there's not enough. No, there's so much and it. And it's also the degree. So like, there's so much bad, but it's also so bad. Yeah. That like, I won't touch it. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, my mom the other day even said to me, I don't remember what we were talking about. I just, probably something she was going to do to try to make money. But, um, she said, you know, everybody needs a side hustle. And I said, no, no, stop right there. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, you literally do not. don't. You can have fiscal responsibility and not have to have a side hustle. You don't need supplemental income. Okay, there's people who are operating off of zero income. So, <laughs> yes. Just take that time and have a hobby that you make yeah. no money from. Have a life. Have a life. Honestly, um I mean, I know that the economy is much more complicated than that and I know that it like mm-hmm. um a lot of people do need extra income because they're the jobs that they do work from nine to five don't pay them like human beings um, or treat them like human beings. But it is not worth the pain and suffering that a lot of MLMs dish out. Correct. Correct. It's not worth joining a toxic community and business practice. Right. right. So um, that's where I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to leave you with a teaser for part two. <sighs> yes. Because uh, we are going to talk about Young Living and their essential oil MLM. I'm stoked. I, listen, shout out to Cece Suarez for a few things. A, um, staying spicy because that's her thing. I'm just borrowing it always. Um, I, I have endeavored to stay spicy on this episode. Also, she did a deep dive on Young Living that is very good. So I encourage you to go watch that. 
maybe, well, I encourage you to go watch that. Um, so let me leave you with this little teaser of Mr. Young, who created Young Living. Mm-hmm. This is a man who went to several unaccredited universities, convinced people he was a doctor. I don't think he really had a license, but somehow oh he was considered a doctor. This man, and it's this is sad. I'm not making light of the situation. It's just unbelievable. This man, his wife, was having a baby. They had a water birth. And he was like, I'm a doctor. I've got this. He, with his medical expertise, suggested leaving the baby underwater for an (gasps) hour. I'm sorry to say this to you while you're pregnant. For an hour. The baby died. Because you can't do that. And then he lied because he was a medical professional. He filled out the death certificate and said it was a cardiac arrest. He's a criminal. That's the kind of people that we're talking He's about. A murderer. That are running MLMs. So I'm going to leave with that story. Oh, that makes me so sad. I know. It's really terrible. That's a nugget for you to chew on and get angry for the next episode. I am so angry. Yeah. Um, but uh, the moral of this episode is if, honestly, if someone's listening to this and they're already in an MLM, I don't expect them to be like, oh my gosh, Sarah's right. I never considered any <laughs> of that. Like, <laughs> No, I'm probably not going to change anyone's mind. But I hope anyone listening, if you are not aware of MLM, M- yeah, if you're not aware of multi-level marketing, maybe you've learned something, maybe you will be more informed if someone ever reaches out to more you. More cautious. More cautious. And even if you are in an MLM, um, maybe like just be paying attention to yeah. what's going on in, in whatever atmosphere you're in. Be aware of the signs that like this is not good. Um, and just be informed. Right. Do what you got to do to take care of you. I understand that. But be aware and don't let yourself be put in a bad situation um, just to benefit other people. Absolutely. Your upline is not worth it. Yeah. Trust me. So, um, yeah. Anyway, well, um, any final remarks? I'm just very angry. <laughs> People need to make money so badly that they will do just terrible things. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, there's obviously worse things to do to make money, but like, I just, the manipulation, I just, I know. it just comes I know. from my evangelical I know. hatred of evangelism. Flames <laughs> on, the on the side, side of, of my face. face. Just, I'm so angry. Yeah. Um, that's not a happy note to leave this off on, but we hope you all aren't too angry. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you found it interesting. I hope you have a great weekend. We hope you enjoy part two. Yeah, hope you enjoy part two. I will get right on that. And um, it's it's the holiday season. I hope you guys have a lovely holiday season. We will talk to you next week. And until then, stay tuned. And stay communed. See ya. Bye-bye. Don't join any yeah. MLMs. <laughs>
episode of Couch Communion was produced by us. We don't have a team for this. Music by Grace Mason. Cover art by the wonderful Sarah Mullins at Dr. Frank and Sarah on Instagram and Twitter. If you like what you heard, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else podcasts are found. New episodes every Friday. Thanks for listening. Oh,